What is up, Rooted Family? My name is Jasmine Croma, and you are listening to the Let's Brunch podcast, Becoming Rooted and United in Christ, the show where we take part in candid conversations about growing in our faith in the everydayness of our lives. From college students and recent grads to creatives and community leaders, we will learn what it looks like to become rooted and united in Christ. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Let's Brunch podcast. My name is Jasmine, and I'm so excited to be here with you all today. Um, Today is going to be another solo episode, um, and it's going to be kind of based on the live that I did on the Let's Brunch page. So if you're not following the Let's Brunch podcast on Instagram, it's at Let's Brunch pod. And the other day, last week, I did a live. I went live, our first live Actually, tell me how you guys like that. Um, but I went live and talked about our generation, um, talked about ways in which we could be a part of sharing the gospel, um, talked about ways in which we have so much power and strength um, in unity when those of us in our generation get together after um, so many different causes. And so what that would look like for us to get together um, behind God. Um, and walking alongside Jesus in this mission to get God's family back. Um, and so that was really recepted well, received well. And so I thought, why not make a podcast episode about it? Um, just in case you didn't get a chance to see the live, maybe you don't like lives, you can listen to this while you're driving, um, walking, or what have you. But before we dive into this week's topic of conversation, I want to hit on a few things. So if you guys are um, interested or just feeling generous, please leave a comment on any of the posts that we've been making for the podcast recently on Instagram. Please, please, please leave us a review or a rating on Apple Podcasts. Um, This just helps to see what you guys like, what you don't like. Um, it also just boosts some of our engagement, gets more um, notability for the podcast. And this isn't just for me, but this is notability for people to hear about Jesus and for um, for us to really be dedicated to the mission of spreading his word and also just sharing real stories and how God has, is working in and through people of our generation's lives. So I really, really, really hope that you guys um, take or consider sharing, um, sending links, sending links of the podcast to your friends. Again, commenting, reviewing, all of those things. All of those things help, and we're so appreciative. I'm so appreciative of um, all that you guys have done um, to promote the podcast already. It's been so great, and I'm so 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 thankful. Um, another thing, minor kind of funny I went back and listened to some of the episodes that I've done with different guests and one thing that I hate listening to is my voice every time it goes "Mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm." so let me know if that annoys you guys as well I know it annoyed me so I'm going to do my best the next time I have a guest on to have minor (laughs) minor uh what's it called I guess like intrusions or I don't know Try to speak less while the guest is speaking. Not even speaking, but 
just try to limit my mm-hmmms and yes and yeah mm-hmm, while they're talking because I know like when I was listening to it, it just sounded annoying. So we're going to try our best not to do that. <laughs> um, but maybe it doesn't bother some people, but I found that it kind of bothered me. So we're not going to do that anymore. Um, but I think that's all that I wanted to discuss. Again, um, I will be mentioning some of the resources that have been featured on the Instagram page. I'm going to be mentioning some of them in this episode. Um, so take advantage of that. Go ahead and download those things or buy the books, buy the devotionals, all that stuff. Um, of course, it's important to always have your word, always have scripture, always have the Bible. Um, but there are so many amazing tools, apps, resources that help us understand a little bit more. Um, and from personal experience, I wish I would have had these resources earlier or found out about the resources earlier so that I could use those tools to help me understand scripture because scripture is not always the easiest thing to read. Um, and so just having those tools or having people that you follow, that you trust, um, that they're, you know, sharing the gospel well, um, to kind of help you along the way to understand those things. All right. So diving into today's discussion, talking about Generation Z. Um, so I can't even remember what ages. I'm pretty sure if you're my age, I'm 23. I'm pretty sure we're still considered Gen Z. I think it's, I think the cutoff is like 1994 or 95. And then those of us beyond that are Gen Z. So we're kind of like the older people of Gen Z. <laughs> um, but on the live, I kind of discussed... Um, I called it Dear Gen Z, a letter to our generation. And so, but this isn't just a letter to um, those of us, or those of you that may be listening that you don't know if you believe in God, you've kind of heard about it, or you kind of go to church, um, but you're just not sure if you even believe it anymore. Um, or maybe you know for sure that you don't believe in God. Um, you just happen to find this podcast episode. Um, so it's not just for the unbelievers or the ones, those of us that are, you know, on the fence, like, hmm, I'm not sure. But this is also going to be a podcast episode for the believers. Um, and the reason I say that is because I think that this will give us new energy and new a new charge, hopefully, um, and some inspiration to be bold about sharing our faith. Um, but also to be loving and gentle while sharing our faith. And then for the unbelievers, I think this is a great chance for you guys to kind of hear why we believe and um, and maybe even accept Jesus back into your life, accept um, the invitation to be a part of God's family after, you're, after you've listened, or even just start to consider what that would look like for you after you listen to this episode. Um, so those are the two things that I think would pray and hope that are results of listening to this podcast episode. Um, and so today we're going to be in the book of Ezekiel. We're going to look at um, a little bit of 2 Corinthians. I don't know. Who knows? The Holy Spirit may take us somewhere else, but um, these are the main texts that I'll be reading out of. Um, but yeah, so our generation, Generation Z, some things that I love about our generation, I think that obviously we're very tech savvy. 
we have the most amount of information about any and everything that any other compared to any other generation out there like we have our hands on you know moments of history that weren't always taught we have you know at the click of a button we have that and that is what makes us so powerful because if you notice anything about Generation Z, you know that we have a passion to get behind something that is bigger than ourselves. Like that is something that I absolutely love about our generation. We will fight for inclusivity. Um, we don't, you know, for lack of a better word, take crap from any from anything or anyone. We want to see, you know, whether it be big brands or companies that make pledges to you know, be more inclusive or um, be more diverse or whatever it may look like. Like we want to see those things followed through from beginning to end. Um, and that is something that is so powerful to fight for the voiceless, to fight for um, minorities, to fight for, you know, just causes and things that are, that we are passionate about, whether it be world hunger, whether it be, um, climate change whether it be the lgbtq plus community eat all of these things like we get behind those things full force and that is a strength um of our generation that is just so powerful and i love it i love it so much um but with that i've noticed that and just talking to a bunch of other people my age um i've noticed that Although we have so much power and strength behind those things that we are passionate about, there's a lack of passion for knowing God and knowing who Jesus is, knowing what he did for us and like believing that. There's a lack of this like deep respect for the Lord. Um, And part of that can be maybe the way it was taught to us as we were growing up. And I say us as like not everyone, but for some of us, I guess, it might have been taught differently. Like, I know for me, when I was growing up, and maybe for a lot of us, um, you've, maybe you've had a similar experience, but growing up, it was just a very religious thing. It was just like, you go to church because you're Christian. You celebrate Christmas because you are Christian. Did I know exactly what being a Christian meant? Probably not. (laughs) Did I know why we did those things? Probably not. I just associated because I'm Christian, because my parents are Christian. These are the things that I do. And it was just a very, these were just religious things. Um, We do them because this is what we do. (laughs) And it wasn't, um, I don't think I had developed a deep respect for who Jesus was, what he did for, you know, for me, for you, for all of us. And like really accepting that and then also um, wanting to share that with other people. I don't think I ever was at that point until I got older. And so for a lot of us, that might be our story. And so maybe, you know, we think, okay, yeah, I guess there's a God. I mean, I believe in Christmas. I celebrate Christmas. I celebrate Easter. I guess there's a God. And that might be the extent of our our knowledge of him and maybe even knowledge of him doesn't even mean that we have a relationship with him and so for a lot of us that are believers um that is our story and 
that might be why there's a lack of respect, um, a lack of authentic worship, a lack of um, just knowing who he is and cultivating our relationship with him. Um, But on the other hand, it may just be that, you know, other things in the world have grabbed your attention, other things, other types of religions, um, other, maybe not even religions, just a lifestyle that you have been maybe drawn into, or maybe it's become an idol of some sort. Um, and that is what you choose to get behind. That is what you choose to follow. And so because there's all these other options or maybe a certain way that you've grown up or that if you're like me, the way I grew up, um, then, you know, our, we have this power, we have this strength, we have this passion. Um, but there's nothing that fuels that there's nothing that guides that. Um, um, and so, yeah, so we have that in our generation. And so I think when I was studying this scripture in Ezekiel, it really spoke to me because um, I think a lot of us at our age and, and younger, um, we don't fully believe in the power of Christ. We don't fully believe in, and I'm not speaking for everyone, just some of us. Some of us don't fully believe um in his resurrection power and his restoration power and also I see a lot of the times that maybe those of us who are believers that you know are in the word that have have a strong relationship with Christ um that we may even forget that we have brothers and sisters that are unbelievers that or on the fence that we can speak life into and that we can pray over that they would come to know Jesus. Sometimes we forget that we as believers have that power too. And so that's what I learned about in Ezekiel. Um, and yeah, <laughs> long-winded explanation, but I hope that made sense. Um, but yeah, our generation, I feel like our generation needs a breath of life and a reminder that when we choose Jesus, there's this relief from the strength of having to carry the weight of, um, or I'm sorry, the burden, burden of having to carry the weight of like, well, we have to fix this. We have to fix this. We have to fix those things. It's great to be passionate about all of those things, but it's also important to know that we can rely on the Holy Spirit. We can rely on Christ to help us accomplish those things to make a better place for all of us who live in this world together. That relying on the strength of the Holy Spirit is what can be that ingredient, that thing that you need to fully fuel you um, to pursue, you know, justice like Christ did. To pursue justice fully, we need to rely on God's strength. And you can't rely on God's strength if you haven't accepted him into His into your heart, if you haven't accepted the sacrificial work that Jesus did on the cross. Um, you need that breath of life in you. You need that spirit in you to do those things and accomplish them well um, and in a way that is satisfactory to the Lord. Um, so yeah, let's check out Ezekiel 37. 
Um, so I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. Um, and maybe even the message. I'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah, starting with the New Living Translation. Um, but to give some context and background on Ezekiel. So Ezekiel, he's a man of God. He's actually a prophet um, in the Old Testament. And he is charged with prophesying to the Israelites who have been exiled. Um, I'm going to give short context, but another great resource you can check out is the Bible Project um, on YouTube. They make these videos, or they also have podcasts too, um, but they make videos that kind of explain each chapter, um, not each chapter, they explain what happens in each book of the Bible with visuals. Um, they kind of break it down to be more digestible. So I definitely recommend watching that. Um, also, you can, um, what is it? You can look at the Enduring Word commentary. Uh, it's an app. You can also just look at it on a regular laptop. But I love this app. It breaks down each verse, um, gives you historical context, gives you... Um, just interesting, interesting information and interpretations from, um, different theologians, um, different translations, all of those things makes reading scripture so much more easier, but wanted to just plug that in there, um, because I can't give you all of the information, but <laughs> those things to kind of fact check, um, what you hear on this podcast um, you can definitely use those things. Um, but so yeah, Ezekiel, he's a prophet, man of God. He prophesies to the Israelites that are exiled out of Babylon. He is charged with speaking the truth to people who aren't always eager to hear it. And so for those of us who are unbelievers, this might be a situation that we're in where, um, you know, maybe you're the only, uh, only believer like in your friend group. And you're met with the challenge of like, how do I share this truth with my friends who maybe don't even want to receive it? Or maybe, you know, you're just, you, you lack the courage and the boldness to share with them. This episode is also for you too. Um, Ezekiel was in that, in that same, he's in these same shoes, charged with speaking to the truth to people who weren't always eager to hear it. Um, and then God also, um, he refers to these Israelites, these people that Ezekiel is called to speak to. He refers to the Israelites as a rebellious house. Um, so oftentimes when he's talking about the Israelites, he's talking about these people. And if you read the Old Testament before, you would know that they're, the Israelites, their faith tends to fluctuate. So sometimes they, you know, they're on the right path. They believe God. They believe um, that they are the chosen people. Um, they believe that, you know, he will fulfill his promises to him. And then other times they're like complaining about, you know, having to wait on God or having um, having to go through certain things um, before, you know, receiving certain blessings, whatever that may look like. They are known to be a rebellious house. So their faith fluctuates. And when they're in times when they're like, okay, where's God? They tend to resort to different idols. They tend to, you know, not follow the law. All of these different things. 
So God often calls him a rebellious house. Um, and so we're in Ezekiel 37 and Ezekiel has this vision, this prophetic vision, um, in which he, God has sat him down in this valley and in this valley, there's just a bunch of dry, brittle bones just everywhere. It's, um, I think when I was reading the, um, the commentary, it talked about how it was very dense. So there was just this multitude of dry, brittle bones just covering the valley. Um, and this this particular scripture in my Bible is called the Valley of Dry Bones. Um, and so he sees this valley covered in human bones. Um, and in ancient Israel, unburied bones or unburied corpses um, with exposed remains that was a disgrace to the dead. So um, I think even as you see in scripture, um, in this particular culture, they respect the dead, right? They they would wrap them, they would make sure they were in a tomb, all of those things. And so to have this valley in this vision, to have this valley of dry bones, it's just like disrespect to the people, the people that they once were. Um, kind of just left to be scavenged upon by animals or you know other things like just left um out in the open um and so when I think about that that picture of a valley of just skeletal remains that have just been left kind of to the wind to be uncared for that's kind of what it looks like to be um unarmed in the truth of who God is and just you're kind of leaving these remains to be spiritually defenseless right and so a lot of the times when we talk about you know whether someone's spiritually alive or whether they're spiritually dead um when you're spiritually dead you don't have that armor of truth um maybe you lack that faith and so you don't have that spiritual defense the armor of God, um, you know, over you, covering you. And so these valley of dry bones left to be spiritually defenseless. Um, and so when we read Ezekiel 37, um, we see in verse four, I'm going to start, um, with the message version and it reads this. It says, he said to me, prophesy over these dry bones, listen to the message of God, God the master told the dry bones, watch this, I'm bringing the breath of life to you and you will come to life. I'll attach sinews, which is like muscle tissue, um, to you. Put meat on your bones, cover you with skin and breathe life into you. You'll come alive and you'll realize that I am God. Verse 7 reads, um, it's still in the message version. It says, I prophesied just as I had been commanded. The bones moved. They came together bone to bone. There was a rattling noise all across the valley. Uh, um, and I'll, I'm going to read verse 7 again in the New Living Translation. Verse 7, 8, 9, and 10 in the New Living Translation. Um, and it says, so I spoke this message just as he told me. Suddenly, as I spoke, there was this rattling noise all across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves and, as complete skeletons. Then, 
as I watched muscles and flesh formed over the bones, then skin formed to cover their bone to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. So I'm gonna stop there. That was seven and eight. And what I love about this particular scripture, I underlined um there was this rattling noise all across the valley. So before I talked about unbelievers and believers. So believers if you're listening to this, if you are looking for, you know, some inspiration, boldness, courage to share the gospel with unbelievers, I think this part, let there be a rattling noise all across the valley. What would it look like for us to desire as a whole, all of us believers, to desire to hear a rattling noise all across this dry valley of of dry bones, um, in particular, all across our generation, right? So it's not that our, it's not that our generation lacks the power or lacks the, the, the passion to pursue justice and all these things, but they lack the breath of life. And so what would it look like for us to desire, to hunger for a rattling noise all across the valley of our generation to come together in prayer to prophesy this over our generation because I think sometimes we forget that we can do this like we see God tells Ezekiel like yes you have the power to prophesy this like I told you you can say you know let there be let these bones come together let there be breath of life let their muscles form let their flesh be covered over these bones Um, like he's telling Ezekiel, yes, you can say this and you can speak this over these dry and brittle bones. And so when we talk about dry and brittle bones, these are bones that are, have been weary. Maybe they've been trying to carry things that they're just not strong enough to carry alone. Maybe they've been trying to do life alone. Um, maybe they've just been constantly thirsting for something that will satisfy them and the only thing that can satisfy us fully is Jesus, is his spirit living in and through us. Um, only God can satisfy us fully. Um, and so this is what we're praying over these these the unbelievers in our generation, right? We're praying that they would believe and receive Jesus Christ. We would we pray that they would receive this breath of life, um, that their bones would come back together, that they would be rejuvenated, um, and that in such a way that let there be a revival of like a mass of our generation that just is awakened and believes, um, and comes to know Jesus Christ. And like, imagine how powerful that would be paired with the passion and the inspiration um that our generation has like that is a cause hey guys so i wanted to hop on and tell you about this new app that i found called the glorify app Um, This is another one of those daily worship apps. Um, I absolutely love it. And this has a little bit of everything. So you have access to um, be able to create your own prayer list. So you can 
Um, if you have something you want to pray about and you, you know, you don't want to, you don't have time to do it on the spot, you can make a prayer list and have it available on this app so that you can go back to it and pray over the things that you want to pray over. Um, they also have a little bit of meditation so you can listen to different sounds, um, mindful sounds that can kind of relax you. Um, they also have daily devotionals um, where you can read or listen to daily devotionals and a chance for you to reflect on scripture. And then lastly, they also have this tracking um, tracking streaks where you can be reminded of, you know, how many times you've been in the Bible that week, or if you want to hold yourself accountable to read a certain amount each day, you can track your streaks um, through their tracking. So it's really cool. Um, they even have this reflection area where you can journal what you're taking notes on, um, what you're reading. You can use this space to journal and keep track of your favorite verses. Um, so this is daily curated bite-sized content to help you um, take in the word of God daily. I know sometimes we have busy schedules or maybe you just haven't had time to fit it into your schedule. This allows you to make it a priority and fit it into your schedule. Um, again, it's curated for you. It is bite-sized Bible readings. Um, so yeah, it allows you to have no no excuse to spend time in the Word of God daily. So I hope you guys take advantage of this. Again, it's called the Glorify app and let's get back to today's episode. that other people will want to get behind. Um, And so as we move on, it says, um, then the skin formed to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. So verse nine says, then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to the winds. This is what the, uh, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but it says, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come, O breath from the four winds, breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. So we have this power, our believers, we have this power to call on the four winds to breathe a new breath into our peers, into our friends that may be lacking in faith, into our family members that may be lacking in faith, into strangers we don't even know, into the people that we follow on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and all of these things. We have the power to call on the four winds to breathe a breath of life into all of those people that are on the fence or don't believe at all. Um, And this is still a bold way of prophesying over our generation. I think a lot of the times, maybe if you're shy, if you're an introvert and you're like, girl, you know, I don't really have a podcast. Um, I'm not the one to just walk up to someone and be like, hey, do you know Jesus? And like, (laughs) I wasn't either. (laughs) Um, But this is still a very bold prayer to pray, to write in your journal um, for unbelievers and people that maybe have just lost their way. Um, And even praying this over believers um, that they would continue to receive, you know, God's grace, God's mercy, all of those things that they would continue to fuel themselves with the word of God um, to fight unbelief when they're met with unbelief. Um, but yeah, we have the power to do this, um, given to us through the Holy Spirit from God. Um, th- this power is is in us and we can share this um, and we can pray this. So 
Come, O breath from the four winds, breathe into these dead bodies so that they may live again. And when it says may live again, it's like there are they are being spiritually reborn. They are being transformed. Um, they are being breathed back into their receiving the spirit of God. And so verse 10 says, so I spoke the message as the command, as he commanded me and breath came into their bodies. They all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army. And I love this last part. It says they all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army. And so if we look back at the beginning of this episode where we talked about how, you know, our generation has this multitude of just passion about certain causes that they're affected by or maybe their family's affected by um, ethnic groups that they are a part of are affected by like we have this passion and we want to seek and pursue justice and I'm imagining imagining you know after this we hear this rattling noise this revival across the valley these bones are coming together dry bones are being breathed back into and it says they they came to life and stood up on their feet a great army so we won't just my prayer and my hope and and hopefully you all can join me in praying this over our generation but a prayer that i have is that we would not just be an army of passionate people but we would be an army of passionate jesus loving people of God's arm God's army right we would be an army of God spreading truth um with weapons that aren't our fists or that aren't you know weapons of war but weapons of truth um weapon using love and gentleness to spread the gospel um and pursue justice and pursue all of these things that you guys are already passionate about but it says that we would be a great army after receiving the breath of life this is what our generation can be um it can be a great army for the lord it can be the lord's army we can be soldiers um that that spread truth that spread love that spread um gentleness goodness faithfulness all of these things um we can be soldiers of peace And that is what's going to transform the world. That is what is really going to meet your passions where they are and catapult them. But we need that breath of life. We need that deep respect, that reverence for the Lord. Um, And I think for, for unbelievers who are hearing this and you're like, okay, wow, like, you know, I'm feeling inspired. Like, I want to get to know who Jesus is. Like, this is your time. Um, And I truly believe that once you start to open your heart, submit these heavy things, relieve your dry bones, relieve your bones of having to carry all this stuff that you're passionate about, um, you will begin to see a change. You will begin to see a way that, um, losing my train of thought, you will begin to have that breath of life in you and, uh, that spirit guide you, Um, to pursue those things in a way that is pleasing to God um, and in a way that makes true change. Um, And so, yeah, and I hope for just everyone that's listening, I think that this is a great 
piece of scripture that can remind us of God's resurrection power. Um, Because here, right now, just as he did with Jesus and how he resurrected Jesus from the dead, he does the same thing in this vision that he is giving to Ezekiel. He says that he shows us that he can resurrect old, lifeless things and turn them into this great and powerful army of the Lord, right? So he transforms these these dead, dry bones in this valley to these bodies. He gives them muscle. He gives them flesh. He gives them skin. He gives them breath. He puts their bones back together. That is a perfect depiction of his resurrection power, his restoration power, um, his revitalization power. Um, this shows us kind of the 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 pref is it preface? <laughs> oh, it shows us um, kind of like this buildup of the resurrection of Jesus. So, if he can resurrect Jesus, he can resurrect. Um, Lazarus, he can resurrect this valley of dry bones. He can resurrect a generation that has lost this deep respect for him. And I believe it. I hope that all of you listening believe it. Um, Another thing that I love about um, just these commentaries in general, really dive deep into Hebrew words, really dive deep into um, just the, the time, the culture that these scriptures were written in. Um, but one thing that I saw was that the Hebrew word for breath is the same word for spirit. And so believers, when we are praying this prayer, we're not just praying that, you know, oh, like dry, dry bones will not be dry anymore. (laughs) We're praying that our peers, our friends would receive not just breath but like the spirit the living spirit the holy spirit of christ that they would receive that and so when it does say that in ezekiel 37 when it talks about um you know calling on the four winds so that they would breathe into dead bodies it's not just they're receiving breath but they're receiving the breath of life which is the holy spirit so there we are calling on the four winds to um, be to breathe the Holy Spirit into our peers. That is powerful. That is bold. Um, praying on behalf of our generation to receive this, um, this spirit, this Holy Spirit. And so that word, I hope I pronounced this right. That Hebrew word is ruach. And you can find that in the Enduring Word commentary. Um, I believe it's spelled R-U-A-C-H, like in English, I think that's how you spell it. Um, But you can look it up. But yes, it is the same. So ruach means breath and also means spirit. And so that is what, for those of us who are believers, that is what we have inside of us. And we also, through the power of the spirit, have the power to speak that over our generation, our friends and our peers and strangers that we don't even know we can do that. Um, yeah, it's granting of God's spirit and restoration and life-giving breath into these dry bones. Um, and so, yeah, 
that's about it. <laughs> I hope that this was inspiring for not just believers, but unbelievers who maybe you guys are on the fence and you're just like, oh man, like I can see it. And one one way that um, those of you who are unbelievers, maybe you've witnessed someone that, you know, maybe they were on a certain path of life or maybe they were going through a really dark season and then something changed. And maybe, you know, you've noticed that they're they're happier. They're starting to go to church more. They're starting to, um, you know, there's just something different about them. Like, ask them about it. Um, I know for a lot of people that I was just honestly just talking to this week, we were talking about, you know, our lives before we really started to cultivate our relationships with Christ. Because um, a lot of us did grow up in a Christian household but just really learning how to accept Christ for ourselves, not just because someone told us that this is what we do. Um, And we talked about the changes in our lives that we were seeing. Like for me, that was, you know what? I really just don't desire to go on specific trips that I know are going to be in certain situations that will tempt me. Like I don't desire that. I want to protect what God has given me. Um, I want to be led by the Holy Spirit and not just by, you know, things of this world. And so that really began to change my life. Certain music I don't listen to anymore, um, not because I hate the artist or I hate what they're putting out, but it's just like, it's not life-giving. It doesn't protect my spirit. And so doing those things, I've seen that my life has honestly made a full 180. And so... Maybe you've seen that in other people that you know, and you're like, okay, what has changed about them? Like, why have they changed? What's going on? Um, Maybe they were restored. Maybe they were, you know, they witnessed God's resurrection power. And now, you know, they're living a life that is worthy of the calling God has given them and, and, and ask them about it. Um, And for believers, like, like I said, we have this power just as Ezekiel had to speak life over our generation and we can do this lovingly and gently we don't have to force this on anybody um maybe this starts with you know getting lunch with someone maybe this starts with inviting them to a service or sending them a link to a service sending them you know Christian artists that have cool music out sending them that um you know we can plant those seeds um it doesn't have to be like, you should probably know Jesus, like you have to go to church. It's doing this lovingly, gently, understanding that, you know, they're not aware of this life that we're living. Um, or maybe they've suffered from church hurt. They've suffered from experiences with Christians that have hurt them, that have made them feel less than. And so understanding that and really using this power of prayer um, and and being a friend first and foremost, um, making them feel welcomed, seen, valued, not making them feel judged. These are all ways in which we can share the gospel and be, um, you know, extend the grace that Jesus gives us daily. Um, and another verse that I wanted to read is Second Corinthians 4 verses 3 through 5. And it says, and even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. 
For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as servants for Jesus' sake. So when it talks about the God of this age, um, it's just things that kind of distract us from Christ. So think certain idols, maybe it's celebrity gossip, maybe it's just, you know, different new age practices, I don't know, a multitude of things. But, um, you know, we have to be aware that we are in a fallen world. So, of course, people that don't know Jesus are not going to act as if they know Jesus. Like, it's not... Um, you know, it's it, it's really, that's what it is. And so, um, people that don't know Jesus, of course, they're going to fall into things that don't look like Jesus. And so, for us as believers, it's like, okay, one, we have to understand that. Um, two, just as we took time to get to know Jesus, it's going to take time for our peers to get to know Jesus. And we can, can help them and walk alongside them, um, by just being a friend, being a good friend to them, if they have questions, and if you, you know the answer, or you don't know the answer, you have the ability to be like, hey, you know what, I don't know the answer to that particular question about this particular scripture, like, let's research it together, we can look it up, um, um, and so, you know, when I looked at 2 Corinthians 4 verses 3 through 5, and looked at these commentaries, something that stuck out to me, it said, if people don't respond to this glorious gospel, um, it's not that that me and you lack it, or it's not that it's our fault that people don't respond, right? So we can plant these seeds, believers, we can plant these seeds, we can, you know, be great friends and all those things, but at the end of the day, they have to accept the invitation. We can't accept something for um someone else right and that doesn't mean we stop sharing with them that doesn't mean that we judge them because they haven't accepted it um but just know that it's nothing that but beyond sharing it and being a friend and being loving and gentle and kind beyond that we can't force someone to um accept the invitation of christ um and so also don't blame yourself um, if someone hasn't accepted Christ into their life. Also know that it takes time. Know that it's up to them to make that choice for themselves. But don't let that stop you from sharing. Um, obviously, again, lovingly and kindly extending grace. Um, but don't let that stop you from sharing. Um, there's another scripture. Oh man, I wish I had it pulled up. There's another scripture where Paul, and you guys can fact check me on this, Paul kind of talks about um, just being bold and, and praying. I, I want to say it's an Acts um, where he prays over him and his disciples to share the gospel boldly. Um, and he, he just asked the Lord for assistance in that. And maybe I'll put it in the show notes if I find it because I don't want to say the wrong thing. Um, but yeah, you can pray and ask God to give you the boldness and the courage to share with someone, um, write it in your journal, all of those things to help you share it with somebody, or you can share this podcast episode with someone. Um, yeah, but my greatest hope is that 
for unbelievers, people that are on the fence, um, know that you guys are still loved, that you guys are valued, that you do not have to walk alone in this, and um, know that although there may have been people, Christians, that have just not carried the legacy of Christ well, that have been rude, that have been mean, that have made you feel less than valuable, um, I just want to apologize on behalf of that because that is not who Christ is. That is not who Jesus was when he was on this earth. That's not who he is now. Um, and so my prayer for you guys is that you would be introduced to kind and loving believers that are not going to judge you, but that are willing to walk alongside you, that are willing to pray this prayer over you, that you would be, um, restored and that you would come to know Jesus um and yeah that is my deepest prayer because I know a lot of people have suffered from church hurt I know that maybe just even listening to this may not inspire you but my prayer is that you would come to know people that really truly know Jesus that carry themselves as as peacemakers that carry themselves as someone who um, is willing to extend grace and not judge you for your past and not throw your past in your face, not make you feel like you are unworthy of love. Um, And so, yeah. And then my prayer for believers, I know I'm going back and forth here, but my prayer for believers is that we would carry ourselves as if we have the legacy of Christ, um, which we do. And so, we pray pray this in our quiet time we pray this um when you're with your friends um and also checking in just being a real friend um not just throwing scriptures and bible verses at someone without you know getting to know them getting to know their past getting to know their struggles getting to know what they're insecure about what are their reservations about you know not fully accepting Christ like all of those things develop a true relationship and friendship with people that don't look like you that don't believe like you um draw near to those people and and get to know them for who they are not just to throw the bible at them and walk away but lovingly walk alongside them and I think that's how we can create unity I think that that is how we will hear that rattling noise all across the valley um that this that a house of rebellion would turn into a house of peacemakers, a house of soldiers for God's army, um, and people that genuinely just love God and want to see other people come to know him. That's ultimately the goal. Um, but yeah, guys, I hope that this was inspiring. Gen Z, I believe in you. I believe um, that Christ will move and work in you, um, in us. I should say, um, yeah, we're passionate. We are, we're about pursuing justice. We're about a multitude of things. And I think with the power of Christ living in us, I think we could be unstoppable. I really do. And so, yeah, join me in prayer over Gen Z. Join me in prayer that, um, old bones would receive new life um i'm gonna pray us out and then yeah (laughs) all right so 
wherever you're at, bow your head, close your eyes, or if you're on the road, don't close your eyes. <laughs> um, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just want to thank you. Um, you are who you are. I thank you that you have given us the power to speak life into our peers, into our friends, into our generation. Lord, I thank you that you have gifted us this passion um, to fight for what we believe in, to fight for um, justice, to pursue um, the, the things that you pursued while you were here and that you're still pursuing in and through us, Lord. I pray that um, a breath of life, we call on the four winds to just breathe a breath of life your holy spirit into dry bones into our peers that are trying to do life alone into our peers that are just stuck in the cycle of their past into our peers who have just been trying to carry the weight of the world on their shoulders lord would you just give them sweet relief um would you would you help us to fight this unbelief in our house lord in our house of this generation lord would you just create a new army an army of the lord an army that is that has the reverence, that has deep respect for who you are, that meets you with authentic worship, um, that can call on you when, not just when we need you, but that when we just want to get to know you more. Um, Lord, I believe in the people that you've created us to be, Lord. I believe that we will hear that rattling noise all across the valley. We believe in your restoration power, in your resurrection power, um, we we want to call a revival amongst our generation and we believe that with you we can do this lord um and again we just want to pray over anyone who maybe heard you today um or is curious about getting to know you lord we would pray that if anyone just wants to get to know you more that they would just accept your invitation um into your family lord that they would ex- that they would accept um this believing that you died for our sins, Lord, um, that you are now, you call us friend, you are a savior and you call us friend, that they would just believe this in, in, in their heart um, and, and that they would grow curious about who you are, um, grow curious about getting to know you, um, that they would be met with new community and new friends that can help them along the way as they've accepted Christ into their life, Lord. We thank you for this and many blessings. We pray, amen. All right, guys. Well, I'm so excited that you were able to tune in today. I hope that you have a newfound boldness um, to go out and share the gospel, to pray this prayer, um, and just to be kind and loving and gentle to those around you. Um, And so, yeah, I love you guys. Stay rooted, and we'll see you next week for next week's brunch. Bye.